passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, welcome back. You know what time this is. It's the Monday after Big Eagles game, and we got our defensive specialist in, the great, the immortal, the legendary Seth Joyner. Hi, Seth. Angelo, what's happening? All right, Seth, I'm going to start with the question of the day because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to reveal something I haven't said all morning. Much of my criticism directed at the passive defense of Jonathan Gannon was fueled by my many great and enlightening conversations with the legendary Seth Joyner. I began to notice Gannon's uh, passivity after talking to you. Here is the question. Nick Sirianni is unhappy with the criticism defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon has received on WIP. Whose side are you on, Seth Joyner? Team Sirianni or Team Cataldi? Angelo, a record of 15-3 and three is really hard to debate. But, but, you know, there have been times this season where Jonathan Gannon's defense has been just way too passive for my liking. Um, he did make some changes. No, not yet. I okay. need you to tell me what team you're on. I'm on team joining. What the hell? Are no, you there's about? no team joining. <laughs> That's not on there. <laughs> I, I thought I was getting the nod of my my uh, confidant. No, my mentor. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's start with that though, because it's ironic <laughs> that he goes nuts about how Gannon's taking criticism after a game in which Gannon got more aggressive. Right? What did you see there? Well, he did get more aggressive. And and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, he knew that they could get pressure on Daniel Jones for one. He knew that they could, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage and control the run game, which would give them an opportunity to be more aggressive against these wide receivers. In my opinion, 
that's how you have to play. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna have to. He's gonna have to do the same thing this week all over again. Uh, it's funny. I heard you guys talking about you know why the reason why he was a little more aggressive in his play calling because of you know the interviews and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize you know that a lot of this five man front Bimba don't break style defense you know um, comes from the discipleship of one um, Nick Fangio. Ah, and. One of Nick's disciples got fired after the divisional round for playing too soft. Ah, Vic. You mean Vic, 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 Vic. Vic. Right. Sorry about that. All right. Um, so Ed Donatello in Minnesota. Same philosophy. Same philosophy. Same defense. Same defense. Wow. And all you got to do is look at him getting fired for Jonathan Gannon to say, ah, maybe I may need to tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, I would like to clarify. If in the immediate future I'm aiming more negative comments at Gannon, they are fueled by the conversation I'm currently having with Mr. Seth Joyner. Listen, uh, and, and I don't, Seth, we've been around long enough. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I listen to experts like you. <laughs> you know that. You've heard me for 30 freaking years here. I've been faking it long enough. I told you that. Five years ago when I first came on with you, Andrew. You told me that when you played here 25 years ago. All right, let's get let's break it down a little more, though, because I'm very curious as to exactly. Here's a play. Tell me if I'm wrong, but they did blitz occasionally. And I know Mike Quick went nuts when this play happened. So let's listen to the Bradbury interception. Jones takes it. He looks. He fires. It's intercepted. It's picked off. It's James Bradbury, the former Giant, and the Eagles are in Giants territory again. Oh, my goodness. Jonathan Gannon right here makes the call of the night. Are you in agreement that that was a brilliant call that led to the interception? No, absolutely, because you bring pressure. You you speed up the clock of Daniel Jones. You're playing off, and you know that the pressure, the way that you schemed it and the way you dialed it up, that you're going to get a free runner. So he's got one read and one read only. And if he, if he makes the wrong read, which he made, this is what happens. And the Eagles have not been a team. They've get, been getting sacks the last two-thirds you know, of the season in abundance. I mean, this football team is averaging around five sacks a game over the last you know, six games or so. But they haven't been turning the ball over. A lot. Ah, you need that too. And the pressure is what creates the turnovers. And if you don't create the pressure, if the pressure is just coming from the pass rush, a quarterback can live with that. It's when you speed up his clock. I mean, you saw Dak yesterday just patting the ball and just you, happy feet. You could just tell that he wasn't comfortable. You could see Brock Purdy early in the game just not feeling comfortable in his own skin. And it's the pressure. Pressure busts pipes. Even more so for a rookie, right? I mean, we're looking now at the game next Sunday. The pressure's going to be huge against Purdy so that he makes mistakes, right? It is going to be huge, but the underlying remedy is the ability to um, to control the line of scrimmage via the run. And if you look at what San Francisco yeah. did yesterday is they came out and they gave Brock an opportunity early in the game to try to pass the ball, and Dallas just got after him in every way possible. They came out at halftime, and it was very clear after halftime that the that the adjustment was we're going to run the ball enough to be able to play action pass and get what we want in the passing game. And, 
you know, after Tony Pollard went out of the game and they made the adjustment in the second half, it was all but over. All right, I, this is the thing now. You know defense inside and out, Seth. Nobody knows it more than you do. Hassan Reddick, how much of an impact has he had on the entire pass rush? You talk about the last two-thirds of the season. That's when he got a dozen sacks. What's he doing that's helping all the other guys in the front line? He's just winning his battles. <laughs> I mean, the guy's just winning more one-on-one battles in the National Football League right now, in my opinion, than anybody else. Wow. Um, I think the offensive tackles, um, they underestimate his speed, his quickness, his ability to bend, and I think they underestimate his power when you know he decides to get in their chest and he uses leverage extremely well. Um, I've been saying for a long time the Eagles need a, 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 a guaranteed, bona fide, double-digit rush guy to help everybody else. Um, and they've got that guy for the next three years, and they may need to lock him up beyond that. All right, Seth, I would never normally ask this, but I'm only doing it because of the great respect I have for Keith Jones. And lately, Keith Jones has been making most of the best predictions in this city. He's very worried about the game Sunday. I mean, to the point where he's almost become silent. He is. He has been. He he peed on a parade an hour ago. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. It is raining outside. Do you see? Yeah, I thought originally it was water, but now I found out it's a different liquid. Could you tell me? Do you like the matchup with the Niners? How do you feel about facing that team with the winner going to the Super Bowl? I prefer to you know to have Dallas come in. There would have been nothing nicer than to have the Dallas Cowboys come in here next week and for us to send them home with their tail between their legs and the rest of their cockroach yep. fans, you know, back into the cracks and crevices um, and the recesses. Right. Um, but we got the 49ers, and you, when you get to the NFC, you get to the conference championship game, you don't really care who you play. And the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the national in the National Football Conference. In my opinion, they might even be the best football team you know, overall in the National Football League this year. Um, there's not a team in this league that we can't beat when you legitimately looked at all the factors and looked at all the teams. When Jalen Hurts is under center, he affects not only our running game, our passing game, but he affects our defense and he also affects our special teams. That is why they had to put him back on the field in Week 18 when they really didn't want to play him. Yeah, that's – uh, uh, Jonesy has made comments. They've been inappropriate and annoying on a day of celebration. <laughs> but I believe now Mr. Joyner has neutralized those comments. Right, right, right. right. And and is, could you hear the silence anything, in here? Anything you want to say, Jonesy? He has been rendered <laughs> silent by the brilliance of our own, Seth Joyner. But deadly. <laughs> Debbie is on the line. Debbie is our current winner of the week for the song she sang at Borgata. Hi, Deb. Oh man, Angelo! I'm still, still, um, like, thank you, thank you, Malik. That was such an amazing honor. We all had so much fun meeting you. You are like so gracious. You were. It was just all of us. It's a great memory. Man, that game was so entertaining. It was. Uh, it was just the relaxation that I needed. I was a little bit on edge. And Are you? Watched- how'd you feel Saturday night? What was that like for you, Debbie? Oh, my God. One of the funnest things, we stayed at 
live casino, which is right there by the link. And we had this suite with floor to ceiling corner windows watching those giant buses go up to 95 to go home. We're screaming at the top of the road. Bye, you effing losers. Bye. And we're going, let's go. You know, at the Giants. Oh, it's so much fun. Oh, wait a minute. That's what they did last week, Debbie. Don't do what they do. We might lose the next with the way. You remember what they did, right? Joe, do you have that? Yes, I do. And I was just giving it right back. All right, here's what they Keep it going. Oh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we coming to town. Uh, uh, you left town, and you lost. <laughs> and I got the guy, and it was so freaking fun. And we raved and yelled uh, as those buses all pulled out. It was great. Debbie, we got to win this next one, because then uh, Seth Joyner can go home. He lives in Arizona. Oh, well, then we definitely, of course we're going to win it. What do you, do we need to? We're going to win this. Watching that game yesterday, I was like, both teams were so beatable. We are ready to play. We are, again, underdogs. I am working on a song. We are being disrespected. Oh, another song. And we love it. We love being I disrespected. I love it. Let me know when you have that song ready, Debbie. Seth, uh, what's uh, set you in the travel plans here? You still have a home in uh, in uh, Arizona? Arizona's home, man. It is I'm, home. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get out of this miserable weather. So <laughs> would you? Would it be? I, you know what? You probably know people there. You're probably going to the Super Bowl with or without the birds in it. Is that accurate? No. But you no, are going, going if the Eagles win. Well, I just found out last week that um, I will be working at Ocean's Casino. Oh no! Pre, pre and post oh, nice. game, so I'll be, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in Arizona. In all probability, I'll be in Arizona till Saturday. I'll take, oh. I'll take the red eye Saturday night um, into Philly, and um, drive down Atlantic City. You know, get me some sleep and get up, Excellent. be re- be ready to roll for pre and post game um, Sunday night. That is available, by the way, on YouTube.com, which soon I will be able to access. I don't think I ever. Seth helped you get on. Yeah, he helped you. He he lied. Something went went wrong. He lied. If his grandsons aren't over, he ain't getting on YouTube. I got to be honest with my grandsons. It's been very, very awkward the last two days. Well, that was a do you want to know? This is the truth. This is a sad thing because I'm about to retire and I want to spend more time with my grandchildren. Nothing wrong with that. My grandkids, fourteen, both they're twins and they're Giants fans. Are ghosting me. Oh my goodness! Just takes time after they're a ghosting like me. That. <laughs> time. Just I can't wait time. till I can ghost you. Ria, <laughs> I use. Wait a minute. Now <laughs> Joe Weck is going to ghost me. One, one more week. Jonesy, will you ghost me? <laughs> He's ghosting me now. Two one five. It's going to be more than one more one more week. Jonesy's not oh, so that's, sure. Get out of here, man. Jones, all right, when we, we come we, back. We got a parade to get through and everything. Oh, yeah, I we wanna, do. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I we wanna, we'll talk about the <laughs> offense and how Seth Joyner saw what they were doing and how they could penetrate a great. We are back at 923. Ladies and gentlemen, I seriously doubt the next segment will be as good as what I just heard from three top football players during that break. I got Seth Joyner, a master of defense. 
I've got you, Douglas, handed in this studio. I don't know what he's doing here. I, th- I thought he was on the other station in Atlanta. He's he done came, at nine. He came in to say hello to me. Yeah. You know what? You know how long uh, great conversation. But I asked you, Douglas. I said, you, who would you rather have? Nick Boza or Douglas in his prime rushing the quarterback? And he went, Douglas. <laughs> And he said, I'm number one. Right. And, and uh, it was it was great to say, you, do you want to say anything out no, here? Come on. People would love to hear hey, you. If, if he would have said anything besides Douglas, me and right. Barrett would have ran his ass out of here. <laughs> you, Douglas. Well, Good morning. Soon, he will you, soon be in the middays right here at WRP. Douglas, this, I I'm not in a hurry to get on the show, though. I just want to put no, that out I there. I need this now. I, got, I need about three more weeks. Right. About three more. <laughs> about that Super Bowl time, right? About three more weeks? Yeah. Now four. That four. Would, it would four be weeks. three or four. Get, okay, you, the you, bye. You got to bye. No, you got to get past. You got to get oh, past the parade. The parade. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay my no, fault, the my last fault. day is the parade. But here's the thing, Douglas. Um, if you were to hit and knock down Brock Purdy, he's on the ground. You're on the ground. Mm-hmm. You making any comment toward the rookie quarterback in the NFC Championship Derogatory. Game. It would be yeah, derogatory. It would be, it would be some, some colorful curse words. You in there. would yeah. intimidate him because, see, that would intimidate me. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, man, it's time to go home. It's time to take a rest, young fella. No, right. no, we got this. We got Seth, this. Seth, what about you? He's on the ground. He's unhappy. Oh, we know, we know you Seth just got knocked him on his ass. <laughs> what is Seth Joy to say to Brock Purdy? You know, man, what people don't realize is football is just as psychological as it is physical. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, you know, the mind games that go on. I mean, the first time I sack him, I just like lean over. I'm like, homeboy, you had a nice run. All right? Ooh. But, it, but it, ends, it ends today. It's over today. I'll see you early and often today. I love it. All right, Barrett, you're on the other side. You're the guy blocking these guys, right? See, and that, that's what it is. Like, there's little little, little war games that go on. Like, yeah. I can remember I was blocking Charles Haley. And he he's five feet away from the quarterback. Huh. But every once in a while, he'll come up and tap. Um, he, he'll, he'll tap Rodney Pete on the shoulder. Hey, I was almost there. Knowing he wasn't. But then, you know, Rodney came and said, hey, man, don't let him do that anymore because yeah. he speed my clock up. Even though I know he's not there, just him saying that <laughs> right. gives him, you know, <laughs> You know, so I, I had to stop him from doing that. He tried. I'd slap his hand down. Now we oh, fight. You know nice. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is Little the stuff. real. That's what you call trench warfare. Can't do it, man. Just this little thing. He is. It sounds, very, it very sounds Seth, it sounds lame when I say it. Huh? Well, yeah, because you're wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this. It, it, so these games. What's it, Seth? What's it like to play a big, big playoff game? What does that feel like? It's just the intensity. I mean, yeah. the same the same way you go from, you know, training camp practices to preseason games, which these guys don't play anymore. Then you go from preseason to regular season. The intensity goes up. Um, you go from the regular season to the first round or, or divisional round, the wild card round or the divisional round of the playoffs. When you get to the NFC Championship, AFC Championship, at every step the intensity rises just, you know, a bit. And because you know it's the finality of it. It's not like week 16, 17 where you, you know you got another game. It's it's just final. And everything that you do, every single play has consequences about the 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 outcome of the game. So in your mind, you want to make sure that you're playing the game on natural. When I say on natural, it means that I'm so prepared that I don't have to think. Everything is reactionary. The guys who are thinking are the guys that's going to make a, make a mistake. And when you make a mistake in a game like that, it's magnified oh, because oh, it the is. whole world is watching. And 
because of how big that play is. And we're going to be in the studio on Monday morning talking about the mistake or the great play that that player made. It's, it is the magnification. You, what about the crowd, the, 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 the electricity of the crowd? You played here. In, in those great crowds at the vet, right? Yeah. Do, do you feed off it? Does it help a oh, player? Definitely. It definitely. does help you. It, it, it definitely does, especially being in a city like Philadelphia. Because, like, who was it? A.J. Brown said early in the season, he said he, he hasn't played in a away game all year long. I think yeah. it was something like that because yeah. the fans travel. Like, listen, I tell anybody that listens, a Falcons fans, excuse me, Eagles fan, it's going to happen every now and then. No, I know. You're, you're, you're making <laughs> the fans. transition. Yeah, I'm making the transition. Eagles right. fans travel well wherever they go. Yeah. Like, whatever city they're playing in, they're going to travel. They're going to be there, and they're going to be there in droves. They're going to be there in some large numbers. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to ask you, Seth, we, you know what our reputation is for the noise we make. Was it the loudest as a home player that you had, or were there other cities where it was even better? No. There, there were, there was, there were stadiums that like I hated playing in Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas that was loud. City, the Kansas City was loud I mean, place. The, the, the loudest the, outdoor place. The, the yep. fans are as close to you as you know this back wall to the glass over. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean they're like right on top of you, and they don't stop all game long. So it's just you know it's that intense. You know, it, 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 they're just too darn close to you in that stadium as a player. You know, they're just too close to you, but. There's nothing like Philly. When Philly is raucous, man, there's nothing like I got to get used to that. Like, I haven't been here in so long. Like, that. that's a little intimidating. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I came back to play mean? one time. When I came back to play one time, and, you know, the fans remember me, but you're the enemy at that point. Yeah, it's a little It's a whole different way of looking at it. It's when intense. You're it's intense. You're, yeah, hey, wait a minute, Douglas. You're no, saying you... it's not like this in Atlanta. No, it's not. It's, it's different. Not. They it's not. Diff- it's, it's a little bit more laid back. It's, it's, Are we it's more a, uh, hostile? Of course. What are you what talking do you mean? about? I just like <laughs> to hear the you, answer. I know the answer. What do you mean? If, if you, if you want to take it to a whole nother yeah. level, yeah. it's like, you know, when you come back and when you've played here and you come back, yep. and then Buddy had the grand idea, our, my first, our first time back, to introduce the damn defense. <laughs> oh, no. So I was there. You. you were there? I was there. Yeah, I was, I was playing for the Eagles. Then. I mean, yeah. it, it was like, it was like, I had stole something from everybody really? in, in that stadium, <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, they went <laughs> off. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Seth. They still love you here. They do. Before yeah. and after the but game. Before, yeah. Oh, but during the, the course of that game. But no, they now had when no you're on the other side. <laughs> Douglas, you were I ain't never, Hey, listen, I ain't never had to come back under those circumstances. You didn't. Uh-uh, but if I did, I would probably – that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, That wow. would be an uncomfortable feeling. Well, I oh, played no. it for the fan bases, yeah. I was, I was running out there like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gordon, I see how it is. <laughs> since I got you two, I got to ask this, and I know this is something a lot of people are wondering. The Eagles definitely have a better offense than the Niners. Nobody would argue that. Do the Niners have a better defense than the Eagles? Seth, do they? Statistically, they do. Um, they're a better run defense. They're, they're only giving up 79, I think it's 79.5 yards on the ground. Wow. Um, they're, they're number two in the NFL in that category, and I believe they're 20th against the pass. They don't stand up as far as you know pass rush is concerned. The Eagles are a far better team. But what they do have is they have – legitimate players on all three levels is, which which yeah. which is yeah. scary. They yeah. got they got a great defensive line. They got two 
really good linebackers, and they're good on the back end. That's safety. You know, was so, it Ufanga? Yeah. Ufanga? Yeah. So, so when you look at it from that standpoint, and I'm not saying that the Eagles don't have a comparable defense, um, but we're talking about a team. So when you talk about the team, the reason why I give the Eagles the edge is because what the weapons that we have on the defense on the offensive side of the football uh, yes. and how they play complementary football. When they play complementary football, they're hard to beat. That's the one thing that San Francisco does. They turn the ball over, but they don't turn it over on the on the on the offensive side. Okay. They run the ball well. They don't give up anything on the ground. And and, and you're starting to begin to see it especially with the last these last these two games, these four games this weekend. When you get down to these last four teams, what you essentially see, and people talk about, oh, you got to throw the ball to win in the NFL. Oh, you got the quarterback this. Oh, the quarterback that. What was was the difference in those games that you saw um, over the weekend? The difference was these guys, the teams that could run the football and the teams that could control the line of scrimmage defensively are the teams that won. Because Brock Purdy wasn't getting anything done in the first half. Like I said, when they came out and committed to running it in the second half, it opened up their play-action pass all day long, and Dallas had a problem. Dallas couldn't run the ball after Tony Pollard broke his leg. They couldn't get anything going, consequently. They couldn't generate enough. So therein lies the issue. It's it's going to be a, a, a chess match, and it's going to be a great defense against a great defense and a great offense against a very, very efficient Offense. I think Christian McCaffrey is the wild card. He is good because if you can't get that guy under control, it's almost criminal that they were they were allowed to make that trade. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, yeah. It, he it was, is thriving out there in San yeah. Fran right he now. He had a he had so much as a as a hangnail. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like <laughs> no, he, wanted he was to get an injury prone. Yeah, like injury prone and all this. Yeah. Let me grab thriving. a cup of coffee, Josie. Are we learning this morning? This is the best. I love this it. is amazing football chat. See, nobody's talking about Mitchell. Also, Mitchell has been toting it. All right. I, what, you felt I wasn't nervous enough? You had to bring another name in? <laughs> Keep it going, guys. Keep, Keep it going. going. Seth, self is on a life in North Philly. Hi, Self. What's going on, Angelo? I'm nervous now about next Sunday, but I love Saturday night. What do you think? Uh, I'm not nervous. I got what I asked for, which was the 49ers. Listen, I'm yeah. a firm believer in you can't say you're the best until you played the best and you beat the best. So we got two of the best in front of us right now. We got to get past San Fran. And then I want to see Jalen finally put that Mahomes-Jalen thing to rest. Yeah. I want to see him beat the brakes off of the Chiefs and put that, that Pat Mahomes circus at crack to rest, man. You know what I'm saying? But we can't be running around saying we're the best until we beat the best and play All right, the best. Well, hold on. I do have two guys who mastered defense in the NFL, and neither of them is dying to see Mahomes. Is that correct? Well, I don't guys? think. I don't think. I, right. Joe Burrow, that dude, yeah. man. Joe, Joe Burrow's Burrow, not that's bad. You got to worry about hey, Joe, Burrow. Is Joe Burrow, Burrow scarier? Joe Burrow has had the best four-year run, even with the injury that he yeah. had as a quarterback that I've seen in a long time. This is his second AFC Championship game. It's amazing. In his four-year right, career, who should I root for in that game, Douglas? Who you should, who you should root for to who, see? Who in the Chiefs yeah. or the uh, Bengals? I should root for Reed. Yeah, your you old buddy. Big Red. <laughs> I want Big Red. Red here. Yeah, because like like Seth just said, they do a great job of running the football and throwing the football. Ouch. Right, what about you, Seth? Is he right? Do I want more? I want Big Red over uh, Burrow. No, I 
I'm a, I'm in the other camp. I'd rather see Cincinnati, and yeah. I'll tell you why. I, I think that Andy Reid is playing checkers and everybody else is playing chess, especially with a healthy Patrick Mahomes because they don't just game plan you schematically. They game plan your your flaws. Like, you know, when a play goes away, yeah. the first thing defensive end or outside back is supposed to do is check anything coming back. But when you are crashing – on the backside to try to take a, take away the cutback. Andy Reid sees that. I, so guess what I, he's going to do? Why? He's going to run a bootleg that way every single time. Or they got plays that come back that way all the time. So they're not just game planning. But is Mahomes going to be able to play? Seth, uh, he, he's not going to be he's not going to be he's if, not going to be healthy. No. If he, if, well, listen, they they haven't been able to beat Cincinnati the last 3 times they played. Yep. Yeah. That's that's the first Ooh, thing. That's the, sec- the second thing is if they can figure out a way to win this game, he's going to have an extra week to heal up. He'll right. be ready to go. Self, are you feeling any more nervous now that you heard these experts? No, because that's, that's the reason why I think uh, the Chiefs going to win it. And I want Andy Reid to come here. I, I, I mean, not come here, but I want to yeah. beat Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. That would I, be fun. I would, I would like it. it. I would. I would definitely be very happy with that finish. You wouldn't be the first one to beat him there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, boys, I feel I've learned a lot today. I've probably maxed out right now. So you, Douglas, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you coming to the WIP family with the next. Wait, but I can wait though. I can wait. Wait. Yeah. Few weeks. He's working yeah, a lot right now. He's my, working you know a lot. I mean, You're I, everywhere. I, I, I kind of like this format. I, I need yep. to have a chat with Rod. We need to do like a players roundtable. Yeah, no question. Good. No this question. Good. Just, just get up in here and right. chop, chop it up for two hours. It would, hear the little things. Hold on. It would, make, it would make my input extraneous. No, we'll make it out. You're about to ride off into the sunset anyway. Al can host it for the next five years. Great boys. Love you, man. You, Douglas. Very soon we'll see you, Barrett. You're not going anywhere yet. Right, right. W-I-P. <laughs>it's 944 and uh, Ava Graham is nowhere to be found so I think I'm just going to call off the hot seat. Okay. Because I know what she's doing. Who's she putting and on it? No, who do you think? Who you. Put, who put me on it you. Saturday night when the head coach was giving me a hard time? Yeah, he was pretty nice to you this morning though. Well, yeah, I, can I? You want me to theory on Yeah. That? And I saw it during the game. In a game, Nick Sirianni Get seriously hyped. Oh my does, God! You yeah. saw him. Oh my yeah, did you God. see him go off on the on the uh, official on the sidelines? Yeah, I when did he, see that. He was no. he was down there. What was there? he saying? Well, he I know saying, what I'm effing doing. I'm, oh. I'm allowed down here. Oh, oh all right. it was great. No, it was no, great. He, there's. I told you before. There's a, a nice neck and an evil. Oh neck. yeah, I love it. During yeah. the game, that guy is crazy. I love it. My theory is. Now it's over, and he's in there. He's still got it. It's still the adrenaline still pumping. I got no problem with any of that. I also think he knows how to have some fun where he's going after you. He knew that was going to be the first thing you'd ask about. It would bother me if I was on the other team. Oh, it yeah, w- I would not want you to would see use that against him. I would. He's too demonstrative. Well, it would, it would motivate me to, right. to try to do a little bit more. But, yeah, it, right. would, you would, like would, a, would you like a coach who pushes the camera right out of his way like Mike McCarthy did No, I like this. I got – no, you, please understand. Yeah. He, he pronounced my name correctly. All, he got all three <laughs> syllables correct. It's not that hard. Angel and oh. And you, you got to do this, right, Dave? You, you feel you have to? Yes. 
Do I it. feel it has to be done. Today, Angelo, you're on the hot seat. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of network designed to save you money. See. When yeah. Nick Sirianni was attacking me for my <laughs> highly logical criticism of Jonathan Gannon, what team were you on? Were you on the Eagles or were you on WIP? Well, you know, the way you've cooked me about Gannon for the last two years, part of me was enjoying watching Sirianni give you. You know, sometimes I have to I have to hear some things about Jonathan Gannon. Like, I won't say names, Angelo. Like, this guy's incredible. He's going to be a head football coach in the National Football League because of what he does. I can't wait to talk to Angelo on Monday. So, Nick came on this morning and... Let me just stop by saying... How do you think Jonathan Gannon coached on Saturday night? You you set me up for that, huh? You just came, you came right in with that as your first question. I kind of lob one up there, Nick, to get this going. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I appreciate that. Well, Nick came prepared with some stats on Gannon just for the occasion. All right, first in sacks. Uh, this is in the NFL ranking. Uh, first in pressure rate. First in yards per play. First in. <laughs> so now this leads me to the question of the day. Nick Sirianni is unhappy with the criticism of defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon has received on WIP. Whose side are you on? Team Sirianni or Team Cataldi? Not going with the idiot. I'm going to go with the guy who's got his team in the NFC Championship. Sorry, Inch, but 83% of our listeners agree with Rhea. They're Team Sirianni. I know what I said on Saturday, and that, that's in good fun, too. I enjoy coming on this show and, and uh, talking to you guys. See? Well done, Eva. That's it passed me the first time. It really? Your reference to me was an idiot? That's one of the nicer things I, I say so. about you during the morning. I thought so. <laughs> what about now that I talked to these football guys the last segment, I think I'm less of an idiot. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Maybe not. Yes. David's out of life on Darvith. Hi, Dave! Hey, good morning, folks. What's up? What, what are you feeling, Dave? This is so exciting. We got AFC Championship game right here next Sunday. It's a beautiful day in Philadelphia. You can do it ringing. I love it. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Are we are we going to the big game? I think we are always media people, always ESPN fools, always yeah. is all good. Really? Yeah, no idea. So, you know. No, I did. these guys, Dave, one thing I learned from watching these games, uh, you're seeing it, Barrett. You know the game. These guys are awful. Yes. <laughs> These yeah. TV color analysts all absolutely stink. Oh, my goodness. To- Tony Romo in the third quarter here is doing a, a tribute to Superman, Josh Allen. He's, He's so got bad. seven points up. He's, He's got seven points. They, he said, "He said I was a beautiful pass." And just he turned wide. Out said, just, just wide. wide. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's uh, he's terrible. They, they People went, have turned on him. They went to him at one point, like <laughs> literally put the camera on him, and Jim wanted to ask about the high ankle sprain because Tony had one with Mahomes, and he was like choked, was, uh, uh, and then he goes. Well, I was trying to eat a piece of gum while you were about to add. It was, it was so awkward. Yeah, he swallows his own and gum. And there's one on the thing with NBC, which used to employ Keith Jones. I didn't need one Chris Collinsworth. Now I got two. I got his dumb son, Jack, without a K. What happened to the K? I, it went where wherever Chris's H went. Because he's got no H, the other one's got no K, and neither of them's got a clue. Oh, my God. Alex is up next. Hi, Alex. Alex, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Alex. What do you need to say? Oh, man, I got a lot to say. First, I got to say, you know what I mean? This weekend was was really fun. 
have my family there. Oh. Uh, we had a blast. Uh, they actually stood over, crashed for the next day. Man, it was it was it was uh, two fun days of uh, football. Where were I'm they so- in from, Alex? Where'd they come from? Well, my family's uh, here in PA. Uh, we call you every time we go on a road trip. Remember, we went on Detroit. You hung up on me because uh, oh. I said I wasn't scared. That's right. Yep, I remember oh, Detroit. Homing- Gosh, that's a long time ago. I remember homing up. Yeah. Not everybody's scared, Angelo. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to be like you and, you know, tuck their tail in. All right? So we all got heart. But first I want to say, you know what I mean? I appreciate my family coming through. Uh, we had a blast. Um, Second thing I want to say is for the Cowboy Cockroach fans of y'all, we ain't got to listen to y'all no more. So go crawl back into that little dirty hole that you guys call a home. <laughs> I like it, Alex. Alex thank you. I, I will say this. uh Conspicuous only by his absence this morning. Lamont. Was Lamont. <laughs> it's going to be bad, Angelo. It's going to be uh, bad. How's he feeling today? It was. Oh, he is uh, hiding. He is in hiding, oh. embarrassed by the per- – what did they end up with, 12 points? Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that last play again. was so much points. fun. The last play. I got an idea. <sighs> Since we already lost one running back, why don't we get the other guy destroyed Ooh. and have him play center? Did that, Barrett, was that a well-thought-through play by Mike McCarthy? The worst play call. That might have cost him his – no, that that did cost him his job. Sean Payton. Yep, he's out. Yeah. think yeah. he's done? Oh, yeah, no question. We'll see. I Izzy, would love for him to be here. Izzy's up from Allentown. Hi, Iz. Hey, how's everybody doing? What are you feeling, Izzy? Man, listen, I'm feeling good, man. I have a question since I heard it. Rhea said it's going to be a, a closer game. Well, why is it going to be a closer game? The uh, She means uh, – you mean next Sunday? Well, because yeah, the Niners are a better team. The, <laughs> the Niners are a better team than the Giants, is he? <laughs> yeah, but offensive line is better. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm looking at, they got the number one D-line. We got the number one O-line. If you had to pick one, who would you bet on? Let me ask Barrett that. that Barrett, uh, Barrett is O-line. You know what I mean? What's they haven't ba- seen- All right, Izzy, hold on. Let me get the answer to your question. Do we have a better offensive line? Then San Francisco has a defense. We have the number one offensive line, and it's better than that defensive line. All right, Izzy, was there anything else? Yeah, no, man, we're going to win this game, man. All right, very nice. Mm. I hadn't thought of that until you mentioned it. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, will of God. Hi, Will. Yo, what's up, Angelo? My God, we are Thundercats. Will, I only got 30 seconds. Make it tight and make it right. Yo, all y'all people out there that show me love at the tailgate, I'll be back going next week, and Angelo, you're going to stay, buddy. Eagles is doing it just for you. And everybody else out there, just smile because you're like on candy camera. I'm your best friend. What? I love and will of God. Rex is next. Hi, Rexy. Angelo, how are you today? Real quick, what important thing do you need to say? Well, I need to say thank you for, for all the great years, uh, you and your yeah, your supporting cast, Al and Rhea and everybody, man. A long-time listener, first-time caller, but I have to share with you, my wife drives into the city, South Philly, three times a week to babysit our grandson, and she's become a bigger raving fan than anybody you have. Wow, really? Why didn't she call in? Well, she did, but but I took the phone from her. <laughs> what? You're a great man. Wait a minute, you're telling me how great she is. She, she's in the background, Angelo, saying, yep. I love you. And she said, I don't know what I would do without Angelo and the morning crew 
to listen to on my way in. Well, she'll find out right, soon. Listen, Rex, <laughs> I'll leave my home number with you. Have her call direct. <laughs> Rex. Hey, would, would you do that? Uh, you know what? No. Yeah, email <laughs> But uh, you can't email me. Yeah. Just me. As you know, I don't have really great phone skills. You you don't. It's which is astonishing since you talk to people what's, every day. What's your email on the phone. again? My email again is radioman610 at gmail.com. Don't be a stranger.